Welcome to Calling the Audible Playoff Special. I am not Mokon. I am Iggy Magnus. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's it's a thing. It's a fact. Nah, it has to be good or bad. That's the way the world works. You 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 assign. There is no gray. You assign the positivity, negativity, affect on that. Um, but I am not Mokon. I am Iggy Magnus hosting the show today with us. Manu Alarwa, first time uh, uh, as an analyst here on the show. Welcome, uh, Manu. Great FPF studio, and I'm uh, I'm happy I'm happy to be a part of uh, of this uh, podcast for uh, the first week of the playoffs. Awesome, and uh, Eagle uh, at Master Control. Always, uh, Manu. Uh, yes. For those who don't know you, two-time All Star. Two-time FPF champ, two-time award winner, uh, one-time bowl champion. Uh, by the way, you, I don't know if you realize this, uh, you got your 100th win uh, recently. I don't know when it was exactly. You have 102 wins uh, to your name on your profile, wow. so you now reach the 100, uh, the Century Club in the victory department. That's a milestone in my uh, Hall yeah. of Fame now. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. That's, uh, that's uh, uh, No, actually, you need to play more. You got like 10 more seasons to go. <laughs> Hey, yeah. A long way to go, but uh, I'm here to stay. So uh, there you thank go. you, thank you for brightening it up. It's uh, it's cool uh, to see the accomplishments like that. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, the uh, knockout round has begun. Uh, we've had games in uh, Code One, Code Two, uh, some games in Tier One, Tier Two. So the action has started. Uh, we're going to be deep diving into uh, some of the games that happen. We'll uh, preview some of the games that will uh, that are to come. Uh, Eagle. Before we do that, yes. a reminder to all current existing teams or people that have played in the past years, your uh, exclusivity to registration has expired. Uh, we have now opened up registration for everyone. So um, if you're not aware, this year with all the changes happening to the facilities across the island of Montreal and beyond, what I think we're now calling the greater Montreal area, GMA, is that a real thing? Uh, there is very little availability, so we're a little bit hesitant on opening up registration to everyone all the time right away. But winter 2024 is open to all people, so if you want to register as an individual, go ahead and do that. If you want to register as a team now, you're able to do that, so that's really cool. And then as well, also new and registration available if I could say sentences properly. Ooh, yeah. FPF Fast Break, which is a new format we're trying out for our charity tournament, which is a three-on-three three FPF league. So on Thursday, well, December or, 21st. League or just one-time oh, tournament? Oh, God, do I love this. Oh, I'm <laughs> so upset right now. I'm so upset. Nice. Uh, Thursday, December 21st, it's a little charity tournament, three-on-three mm -hmm. uh, flag football, very different in terms of the way you, we play it. Mm -hmm. uh, information here in terms of how that all works, registration link on the page. So go ahead and check that out, see if it's something you're interested in. It's only 275 for a team. You get yourself three games plus a knockout game, so four games minimum, essentially. The games are fast. They're like 60-minute games. Oh, yeah. Really yeah. fast. Uh, and they're mini yes, fields. Yeah. So there's uh, this is a new thing we're trying to experiment with. We used to have – so fun fact, neither of you were around for this. No, but I've heard the about The Fall these. Cup right. originally started as a Midnight Madness charity tournament. Overnight, right? Overnight. Yeah. So we would start like Friday at, let's say, like 6 p.m. and we'd finish at Sunday, Sunday. at 6 p.m. Yeah. or whatever. And there was games on all three fields every hour that's for crazy. 48 hours type of thing. That's crazy. It was insane. But that's also how you ended up with, back then, Division One Montreal's finest playing against Division Four hashtag no regard <laughs> yeah. in the match of the century, let's call it. So yeah. 
it was an interesting format, and people loved it so much, and they wanted to have more football over the fall period that we later changed it from a charity tournament into, unlike a preseason event almost, yeah. into a full-fledged cup season, yeah. what we have now. Again, multiple iterations of that over time. Yeah. But we always got to ask, can we bring back a charity tournament, right? Because, you know, we're playing for prize money for the cup, but it's, you know, can we do something nice for the world right. and uh, the right. environment and paying for bottles of wine at the government? And so um, I feel like you don't get pop culture. That's a reference to Valerie Plant. No, really? Sure. sure. <laughs> okay. Shame. Okay. Your taxes are going up, and you don't even know. Sure. Shame. They're Doesn't always going care. up. They're always going up. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, so we're bringing back the charity tournament. Um, so And all the uh, donations and proceeds from the tournament are going to Welfare Avenue. Our goal is to hit 5000 through registration, raffles, and donations and everything. And we're going to have you know door prizes, all the fun stuff that goes along with it. So trying to bring back the community aspect, which we have for our own community, but trying to make a difference in the larger community. Uh, it's... It's it's a different game. I played it twice. It's so much cardio. It's great. Like it's dizzying amounts of cardio. Like <laughs> it's 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 fun though, uh, and it's all uh, like we like we said. The rules before. are on the site, so go take a look at how the setup is, general rules, possession changes, penalties, yeah. subs, how that all works essentially. But uh, very fast. Yeah. Very very fast. Yeah. But uh, neat. Yeah. Um, any other? If you've submitted a rating request, they're being reviewed. We get yeah. a onslaught of them over this period yeah, of time. The majority are getting approved, which is the good news. Yeah, There's but not all though. But not all of them. Some people ask for ridiculous stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Hi, I want to play Div Six. I'm a 90 rated player. My entire team is 90. Can we play? Yeah. No. No. Uh, so let's begin, uh, the, the, uh, the playoff special here of calling the audible, uh, with what's most top of mind for, uh, Manu and I here, uh, co-ed one, what? One Buzzfit. Oh yeah. The Buzzfit. Hey, FPF players looking to take your fitness to the next level. Buzzfit gyms has a special offer just for you. Join us today with no initiation costs. Get ready to score big in the gym and on the field. Visit us at BuzzFit Gyms and seize this exclusive deal now. Now we can begin. Back to Coed 1. Um, yeah, Coed 1, Wednesday night in Laval was a uh, Coed 1 party, a uh, the a gathering of all the Coed 1 teams in the Laval What happened dome. with TBA versus TBA? Oof. Oh, I, I, I took it down. I swear I took it down. Um, you're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> I took it down, I swear. Um, yeah, uh, we'll start with um, Manu. We'll actually start with your your game and your yep. uh, um, first playoff battle there with uh, with deep balls. Uh, tell me a little bit about that game. Uh, personally, I feel like uh, I asked this question to Seth Galina a lot in last week's show, but I feel like Vultures are a not a dark horse team. But just a very dangerous low seeded team that that can really do some damage, and it, I think it showed on uh, night one of uh, Coed One playoffs. Yeah, uh, you said it well because of course we didn't have the season that we expected for the for the first round of uh, this Fall Cup. Only two wins. We had a uh, one tie to Plenty of Fish, but Plenty of Fish did not have the, their full roster that uh, that day. Okay. Still a, a good battle against them. But yeah, to to come back to to yesterday, I mean Ben 
Looks they, super efficient, right? Yes. 14 of 18, 200 yards, 5 TDs, no picks. So Just, that's, that's, that's a clean game. That's a super clean game. Ben was was on it. He was feeling sick, but it was like a MJ flu game out there. Okay. Just playing <laughs> yeah. well. And uh, just keeping keeping it composed, uh, and everyone on the team. Uh, I gotta give a shout out to to Emma and the Gigi who made some amazing plays. Yeah, yeah. Emma with a big touchdown at the end, um, full field touchdown, uh, big catches, and everyone stepped up for us. It was a big game. Of course, it's uh, really nice to have James back. Didn't play a, a lot of yeah. games this season because uh, <laughs> he's got uh, so many things uh, going yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we're really happy to have him, and his connection with Ben is uh, is. It's something else, right? Yeah, it's, it's something, something it's something special and that's why you guys are I find such a dangerous team is just that electrifying player in James Drysdale. That was game 1. In your yep. second game, that uh, electricity from uh, James was on full display. I think one key play was at the end of the half or end of the game. I think it was end of the half. A team throwing a Hail Mary on offense does not the last thing on their mind is that you're throwing a pick six. Like, you're throwing a ball into the air 40 yards high. Like, y the last thing you think is pick six. And I think there's film of it, actually. Yes. Let me see if I can so, find so it. So if you can find it in the There meantime. is a found oh, it. There yeah. it is. <laughs> so they were probably at the... Oh, you can see it. Yeah. There he goes. I mean... And then we see you all <laughs> peeking over. Yeah, baby, that's six. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You see me. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's pr for me, it's the, the worst thing that can happen if you have the ball and you, you my, they weren't even driving the field, but just going for the last play, trying to get a TD and you get a pick six that just crushes the momentum. Yeah. And at that point, after that, it was, I mean, it was 33 to seven and a half. Uh, they they couldn't do thirty three to seven at half. Oof. Yeah, yeah. So with with uh, with that score, because I think we we got the the convert right after. I'm not sure. Right. But uh, yeah, b um, that play from James was crazy. He just went up, caught the ball over like. I'm three upset people. at the scorekeeper. No, we're looking at it. We're talking about a different game now because oh. you're not you're not focused. No. So so go <laughs> to the vultures uh, yeah, against Easy Fun. Uh, yes. I was but, like vultures, but the score's wrong. This isn't right. But uh, yeah, yeah, easy fun. I think it, it was tough for them to bounce back after the the, the IG team game. Uh, from looking from the sideline, I, I saw a bit of cheap chirpiness in the game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Physical, I heard about this. Yes. And it was a tough game for them. I mean, IG team are a really strong team. Yeah. And I think they just took the life out of them. They did. They didn't look like the easy fun team I've played against. Uh, but when I played against them, they had Jeremy White at quarterback. So right, it's yes. a different offense. But N Nico Blay yeah. is a good is a good QB. Yeah. Uh, but 19 to 33, man, it's not gonna do it. Yeah. So I, I I find it interesting the stat line from both quarterbacks against you. You your defense held uh, both teams to four touchdowns combined yep. in FPF and flag football. That's crazy. That that especially in the higher divisions where scoring usually comes with ease. That's something that I, I think really that you can hold your hang uh, hold your hat on, and 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 something that um, you might have a surprise for plenty of fish uh, might be good, might be bad. But if your defense can really hold uh, opposing offenses to two, three touchdowns, I think uh, whatever quarterback suits up uh, could uh, you know that there's there's signs that you can come out with the victory. No, definitely, we're really really proud of uh, the defense played yesterday. And but the f the first game against uh, D balls was pretty tough till till uh, halftime was really close game, but second half we just uh, made the adjustments and 
came out there and balled out, and I'm really proud of the team. So I'm happy that we uh, keep on playing. Yeah, I I, I saw them competing uh, deep balls. Uh, yeah. So I I liked what I, I from just a few seconds that I was peeking over to your field. Mm -hmm. I like what I saw out of them. But yeah, I, eventually uh, the cream rose to the top, and yeah. uh, in the end, you got uh, two victories. Uh, Easy Fun had two losses. They and and their their season is done. Um, the last game here that we had uh, was or not 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 the last one. Uh, you you touched upon Easy Fun uh, IG team. Yep. Uh, IG team did advance to play kiss my end zone um mm. uh so we can we can yeah, start we can start there with kiss my end zone uh, ig team um some maybe some of the comments some of the uh you know you see a 50 to 32 score line uh is that surprising to you or or what it, what runs through your mind to me it was surprising i thought it was going to be a much closer game but man kiss my end zone is really really on a on a roll i'm looking at this man iggy you have 13 completions and 7 TDs. That's, uh, yeah. man, that's really, really good. I mean, you did not have to really drive the field. It seems like you most of the time you had short fields. Exactly, yeah. But, uh, man, every, everybody on your team is playing well. Uh, Marvin, Vincent, Luca, Justin. Uh, you got Laurie on, uh, also making a big impact on defense and on offense. Uh, your team is solid from top to bottom. So it, it was a bit of yeah. a surprise to score. But not surprised that you guys win, uh, won this game. Yeah, so the the tale from uh, my perspective, um, plenty in our, in our first in our first game, and then I'll transition into this yeah. one. Um, plenty of fish gave us everything uh, that they had on defense. It was actually a very def it's strange to say, uh, but a very defensive battle against plenty of fish. Um, Mode Lacasse actually had more touchdown passes uh, than than yeah. uh, than me, um, but through more interceptions and i thought one of the keys to victory if plenty of fish were gonna upset kiss my end zone was that mode lacasse would have to throw less interceptions than than i would uh, and she threw five touchdowns but three interceptions i threw three touchdowns to, to two um so my my defense luckily uh stepped up in in critical moments in the game so that the the score didn't get so out of reach uh, in favor of plenty of fish they they gave me the chance to run my offense and, yep. and get back into the game because plenty of fish was really was was in the lead I'd say ninety to ninety five percent of this game they held the lead uh, so a couple pick sixes uh, one from Marvin one from uh, Vincent Chung yep. really kept uh, our our spirits just enough just high enough uh, to stay in the game and then with four minutes left you know when when a referee tells me. At the, at the Laval Dome, especially, that there's four minutes and 30 seconds left in the clock, and I'm down by two. I'm telling my team that this is the last drive of the game, and we're going to score with with four or less plays remaining. Uh, and that's exactly what happened this time at the one-yard line. The ball uh, wasn't snapped over my head, and uh, <laughs> as I joked in our group chat. But, uh, yeah, uh, so a, a rough first half led to a uh, better second half for us uh, against plenty of fish and we just carried that momentum uh and and never looked back against ig team we we said it uh to ourselves that was the best game we played all season uh we we played a nearly flawless game and uh and i, I was surprised by the score 50 to 32 uh ig team always uh have, have battled us very hard for it to end, uh, it, your your two games ended uh, early with 18 yeah. points, and then so did this one. I was very surprised by that. Yeah, and for Kiss My End Zone and uh, IG Team, it's a bit of a rivalry going on. Yeah. I feel yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. a couple past seasons, 
like these games are always really intense and i was uh, lucky to uh, commentate the, the the final during the spring yeah it was a really good game and yeah. I, I feel like you guys uh, won it back uh, yeah, back exactly. this season yeah, yeah. and <laughs> you may you may face them again yeah uh, eventually you never know that's and that's the yeah. beauty of this fall cup uh, fall it, cup is fun it, it's 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 because you get these rematch scenarios yeah. and you you get this oh we lost to you but now we're meeting up in the finals potentially again and that could be true for plenty of fish yeah. as much as it is for for uh, IG team right these are two teams that would have lost to kiss my end zone and would will want their revenge yep. come the final time but of course the vultures uh, might have something to say about that we we would like to but it's going to be a fun uh, fun cup uh, f- few games that are remaining in yeah, co-ed one for sure so as we move along to co-ed two eagle your uh your division and uh, actually i play in it well, as do we well. want to talk about the semifinals and the, the games coming up just quickly here because we got the pof right. vultures yeah, actually, game yeah. and then the winner of that one goes on to play the ig team and then yeah. the winner of that one goes on to play kiss my end zone yeah so uh manu like i said you uh it wasn't, uh, you know, I, I heard something, but uh, it, it might be rumors, not skeptical, we're, we're not too sure. Uh, but you may have a surprise for uh, Plenty of Fish. Um, I, 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 I'll ask it to you this way. Um, if Vultures are going to win this game, what are two main reasons uh, that you would come out victorious over Plenty of Fish? And then on the other side, uh, Plenty of Fish, if they were to win uh, over Vultures or your team, uh, what would be two key reasons why that happens? Uh, I think for for us to win is is gonna take a, a great effort from the defense to stop yeah. Mold's offense. She run it, uh, runs the offense really well. Yeah. She's got her reads that she likes. She's yeah. got her uh, intermediate pass that she throws really well. Uh, I saw yesterday. I saw one pass that she did pretty pretty ball down the middle. I think it was mm-hmm. to uh, oh, yes. Justin or Tio. I think uh, I'm I'm uh, not really sure. Uh, yeah. One of their players, but she throws a really good ball. She's a confident quarterback mm-hmm. and. Uh, for us, is gonna try to take away that confidence, like you yeah. guys did. Two pick six, uh, yeah, man, that's that that takes a QB's confidence away. And if we're able to do that, we can stop their offense because it's it's high flying. You got uh, Julian uh, McLaren Thompson, mm-hmm. Seth Galina, who's a uh, amazing football mind and a great great receiver and defensive play caller. Yeah, I mean their team is is really good. It's gonna be a really good challenge, and for them to stop us, I mean. You gotta stop James. You gotta stop Ben. Yeah. You gotta yeah. try to, but the rusher, rusher versus um, QB matchup is gonna be crazy. That's, That's an interesting sure. one. That's definitely so. That would be one of the reasons would be Julian stopping uh, Ben McMahon or at least limiting his exactly. running ability, scrambling ability. Yeah. Uh, and would there be another reason? Uh, mm, I'd I'd say probably go down to converts. After okay. that, stop uh, stopping our converts. We've been working a lot during the season for our converts. Yeah. Found a pretty good two-point converts like you like you yeah. like Iggy. Yeah, so, uh, it's what it's something I noticed about Ben McMahon's game, where he's like, especially in in, in facing him in tier two, he kind of knew that he had to go yep. for two points uh, in, in our regular season game, and he he outscored me on the yep. two-point converts, and that that's eventually essentially what won him the game, and I think he's taking that to COVID now. Maybe yep. uh, you can confirm that or deny it, 100%. but uh, I I feel like now he's a lot. A bit more comfortable with the two points and i feel like he's just gonna go for two points and yep. and and it's something that i think if you do that's an advantage that you do have over plenty of fish a team that's not as confident going for two they're more secure and feel better on in their odds yep. going for one yep uh, every time we played against them they they went for one yep. they added and we we went for two 
and uh, in our 40 to 40 uh, tie, yeah. that was the, right, the right. key. In the the, game. That closed the gap. Uh, so we will now move on yep. uh, to uh, co-ed two. Uh, as Eagle, your battle of free agents, um, not the way, of course, that you wanted it to go uh, as the the real free agents. Please stand up and score 54. Um, though you were shorthanded in the game, uh, can you give us a little, uh, like, tell us more than what the stats show? Because uh, the stats really show that Gabriel Lamont uh, took control of the game and made plays uh, that just uh, really took the life out of free agents no more. Yeah, so we had an unfortunate situation where we last minute found out that one of our uh, female players wasn't going to be able to make the game. Um, so that really stifled us, essentially. Yeah. And also, given the fact that we were already very tight on women players this season, we mm -hmm. didn't have enough. We only had two qualified, so that really put us in a bind. Right. So we knew going into this game, we needed to do. We need to go score for score and milk the clock as much as we could mm -hmm. to try and make it either an extra point game or a single possession game, and basically just prevent the slaughter. Yeah. And it was going well at the beginning, and then on our mm -hmm. third drive in the red zone on a crossing route, pick six, mm -hmm. other way. In my mind, I'm like, well, that's the game. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. There's like five plays left at that point or whatever yeah. it was. We have a four and outs because, like I said, we have to go score for score at that point, right? right if we right, right. if we don't score in that drive, we punt. Even if we stop them, they're up by a score. They get the ball. They're going to score. We're not catching up. So it was a calculated yeah. risk. I we get stopped you. on fourth down on our 10-yard line, and then it's just that. It spiraled out of control at that point. Like, we knew that was going to happen, essentially. We, like I said, we still managed to score four times, which is yeah. good. Considering, yeah. Considering the, uh, the you know, Dallas Odom and his, his progression or, or lack of thereof in terms of where you should be at this point. Um, maybe you want to talk a little bit about uh, Dallas and his progression throughout the season as a whole. Uh, I felt like in game two against uh, Kiss My Christmas Balls, actually, he, he looked quite good, um, but maybe just uh, didn't develop a, a, enough of a playbook, or I, I don't know how you would describe it. I, I Honestly, I don't even want to talk about him. I want to talk about free agents a little sure. bit more. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. LeMond had yeah. a near-perfect game. Now, granted, it's uh, one of those situations where... Easy to pick apart a team that way, but also, like, you know, deep balls were very accurate. He yep. was making reads because, like, t you have to play creative, obviously, on defense. So we're shooting weird yeah. gaps and, like, making yep. and trying to disguise it, essentially. Yep. Yep. But managed to score a bunch of points with his feet in terms of extra points. Uh, yes. You know, the women really stepped up at Echelche and uh, Katzen Bergeron made some great catches. Um, Eric Letourneau uh, drove the field on them multiple times on those, some of those deep balls. And their defense did well and everything. So, I mean, overall, considering it's a free agent squad, yeah. I always joke it's like a, a TikTok type of team where some years, not the, the social media platform, but like the yeah. release cycle, where some years you get a really good free agent squad and other years you don't. So. We have one member of <laughs> one of those good free agent squad teams here with us uh, in Manuel Larrois. Um, and looking at you know you 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 talk about Gabriel Lemon. Just uh, we'll just wrap it up with him here. Um, he went. Four, um, six for six on two point converts in coed two. I think this is against a five. I I, I understand, guys. but but it shows me the the idea that he's gonna go for two, and and it's not something that a lot of coed two teams will do. And this, what what do you think, or how far do you think that you know the, his 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 comfort level for going for two? How far could that take this free agents team? If he's scoring five, six uh, touchdowns a game and putting up 
another six on the board with two-point converts. Yeah, so I think what's interesting to me is they went three and five throughout the season, and mm-hmm. they dropped their first game to balls deep, then they beat Sub-Zero on that time. They kind of really shouldn't, right? right That's right. The, the, I'll call it the, the throw game from right. Sub-Zero, essentially. They lost to the Predators by one. Then they got demolished by Tigres, demolished by Christmas balls, demolished by boats, and then they basically got some wins to clean up the season at the end here. The reason I'm bringing this up is because their losses were by extra points. Right. So it's possible after those first, you know, you know, first couple games and everything where they lose two games or like there's games by one point. Or not, they're like, fuck, we need to figure out go how to do two. this and go for two and try and like put pressure on the other team yes. to play into us. So yes. I think they've figured that out and learned yeah. that that's the style that works for them mm-hmm. where in games where they can put up a lot of points and it's a shootout we want to win on eps and on games where it's going to be more defensive we want to win on eps so i think they figured out that aspect of their game um it, i think a lot of their preseason problems or some of the issues they had with matchups are going to disappear in the playoffs and i think they're going to be extremely competitive so i'm looking forward to see what this free agent squad can do manu i have a question for you the in the double elimination bracket, there were two losers, Tigres and Balls Deep. Uh, Balls Deep, we saw a little bit of that teaser from yep. Chris Rive on uh, on Instagram. Um, which of these two teams, Balls Deep or Tigres, that you think uh, can rebound after this loss and go the furthest into the co-ed uh, tier two uh, knockout round? I'd say I'd say Balls Deep. Could uh could could really bounce back. I've saw them play uh, yeah. one time at Laval. Yeah, they're a they're an athletic team. Very. Yeah. Um, but maybe the problem is a little bit non organized. But I say if they stick to more basic concepts mm-hmm. and uh try less to throw the the, the ball down the field, because you're gonna play against teams that are better and better since uh the other teams are gonna be eliminated. Right. Just trying to find a way to have more concepts, but use your athletes that way. Instead of uh, trying to find a, a forty-yard bomb, because yeah. that's hard. That's hard to win games j- when you just have that. Um, just tr- that try style. to mix it up. Yeah, but I- I'd say I'd say balls deep uh, have a chance to potentially make make a run, yeah. even though they have they have uh, lost their double elimination. Yeah, I. I see what you're saying. Uh, I do like the athleticism, but I think it's a little too late to start now uh, changing up your 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 play calling style and and uh, really setting in a certain offense. That's what the regular season was for. Yep. I'll go with Tigres. I think that they their hurry up offense uh, causes a lot of problems for teams, and and they've been putting up 30 plus points in a lot of their games. They even did it um, against at least we tried in their playoff game. Though they were down fifty nine points, it was always they were always just just out of reach. One interception uh, that was brought back to the house by uh, Shelder Valerie no. uh, was really the 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 score that put uh, at least we tried well ahead well ahead in their playoff game. But I think that that hurry up offense of Tigres, it's more organized. Even though it's chaotic, yep. it's an organized chaos that Tigres have, and I think that poses a lot of problems. I think they can go one round deeper uh, than balls deep. There's no pun there, uh, Eagle. You're, thanks for listening. Um, 
the next uh, co-ed two um, matchup. Do, I w- do we want to talk about the Predators balls deep? I know we had film about the the play itself. No, that's oh the last play. Yeah, I, I, yeah. So because you read my article, thank you. Um, yeah, you know what? Uh, I'll just introduce it. Uh, if you didn't see it, this will probably very very likely be on uh, game of the week. Um, it's also in my article. So this was the last play of the game. It balls deep about I want to say twelve yards out. Uh, going on the last play of the game, uh, going for a touchdown, and we'll see uh, what ensues. I found it interesting as we uh, see the snap. Go, 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 go! Get him, get him, get him, get him! Go, go! Not really rushing, right? Just... Spotted short. So I, I, I looked at this like 20 minutes, breaking it down frame by frame. So he made, yeah, oh, thank you, Eagle. Uh, so he makes the catch in the air right about there. And if, if you advance it a bit more, where he lands, he lands either at or a few inches off of that white line that you see on the ground. That white the ball line, has definitely not crossed the plane here, in yeah, my opinion. Ex- exactly. That's the thing, right? So that, that and, and the other thing is that, that white line is not the end zone line. It's two no, yards it's short of the end zone line. Yeah. So when he makes that catch, it's probably, I can't definitively say, but he's probably one yard short no. when he makes the catch in the air. So to me, that's a great uh, call by the ref uh, to be right exactly where he had to be in the right position to make the right call. Uh, and ultimately, that that was the uh, that was the game for uh, for Predators in in, uh, in a victory, but an interesting uh, decision to put Edouard Guimas uh, at, at rush there, at least in, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, looking at looking at that, yeah. it's close when you look. It's at close the, at the at the vi- uh, the video. Yeah. But at Stade de Montréal, it's true that the line yeah. is before the actual end zone yeah and the ref is standing i i think he is yeah. always standing on the end zone still on the goal the line yeah. on the goal line yeah yeah so especially ref, in a three ref in, in a three-man crew exactly yeah, that's yeah. what i was about to say it's playoffs we have three refs it's a, it's so good i mean it's so good i, I love it because the, the stakes are much higher and yeah. uh, you have yesterday i had like three amazing refs uh, yeah. like yeah. Super happy, yeah. and uh, I, 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 if we can talk about this for an extra minute here, but like, I love the three. It, it, like you, like you just, you said it perfectly. It, the, it's such high stakes that not only are like, and we've talked about this on the field, like uh, with refs and other players. This is a, there's a financial commitment here too. Like it's not cheap to play, and like, and 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 so to see, you know, that the high stakes level of playoff football to have three reps to be in the best positions possible to yep. make the right calls, just like we saw there. I, I, there's full value in that, and I'm, I, I personally love it. I, I also like the fact that we're very counterintuitive to classic playoff sports where we come playoffs, the refs let the teams play and things get a little bit more feisty. Like the NHL suddenly a little more holding, a a little bit more checking. Things are kind of allowed here. It's the opposite, right? If you got away with shit in the regular season, not happening anymore, right? They're going to see it this time. Yeah, exactly. Your thoughts. Uh, Yeah. I, uh, one thing I like a lot is also that you have a, the Ed ref who is uh, behind a quarterback. Yes. Yes. 
cannot really miss a sack. Yes. Sometimes with two refs, sacks the angle. Can, if it's on the other side yeah. of the of the ref that's watching yeah. the line, and the sack doesn't, uh, it happens on the blind side or exactly. the opposite side. It's they they can't make the call until they see a flag in the person's hand exactly. or, or on the floor or something, right? And by the time they look up at, at, to see if the ball has been released, yeah, the ball's usually been released. So most of the time, that call is going to go for uh, to the to the side of the QB. But sacks are so important and they can change the game. So I, I like that the you have a third ref uh, just behind the quarterback. I feel it really it's really nice. So yeah. next round, Monday and Saturday is when we see the Coed two games come up. Uh, any of these as matchups you're more interested in than others? Manu, um, I'm looking at it. Uh, crisp, uh, kiss my Christmas balls, and uh, at least we tried. Yeah, I feel like it's gonna be a great matchup. At least we tried. Is the uh, finalists of uh, somewhat, somewhat the core, yeah, of, core team yeah. Uh, that that play in the final uh, last spring. Yeah, with dream um, team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly with with uh, Daryl Dorsley, Shelder Valerie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when I look at the at the at their stats right here, Shelder Valerie is is having a great great season. Mm. Uh, seven TDs, two hundred and forty five yards, um, eight eight point four yards per reception. Um, I think he's he's definitely the the main target. And uh, it's going to be fun to see how uh, Alex Noel um, plays against. I, I don't know who's going to rush for them, but I know that most of the time they have a really good rusher. Yeah, I see the, yeah, uh, that real door sleep. Yeah, yeah, 11 sacks, seven, yeah. uh, seven PDs. Yeah. It's going to be fun and uh, it's going to be a good challenge for Alex. I feel he's going to play well. Is going to be a good game, and that's my matchup. Uh, I'm uh, circling for yeah, too. yeah, for sure. That that was these two teams did play in the regular yep. season. Uh, Kiss my Christmas balls did not have one of their better games of the season by far. Yet the final score was 26-19. It was a little too little, too late for CMCB putting up 19 all 19 points in the second half. Uh, they made you know a good enough comeback, um, but just fell short. Uh, and yes, at the, in the first half, Daryl Dorsley did have the better of Alex Noel, but come the second half, Alex Noel did turn it around. So is he able? Is he going to be able to put a, a full 60-minute or 44-minute uh, uh, and 10-play uh, game to, to get the better of at least we tried? We'll find out uh, Saturday, November 25th. Um, we'll move over uh, to the women's division. Uh, the women's have not yet played um, their first uh, wild card uh, knockout round matchups. Those actually begin uh, this Saturday, uh, November 18th. Uh, some afternoon games at Loyola, uh, one uh, evening game at Brossard. Uh, well, is is there one of these matchups, um, Manu or Eagle, uh, that uh, that catch your eye here? Can I? Okay, so I'm interested in two games for two different reasons. I'm okay. interested in the Vortex Red Nation because I look yeah. at this as the battle of the offense versus the battle of the defense who will prevail. Mm -hmm. And I'm interested in the XNX Red Bulls because that's not obvious to me in terms of who should win that game. The Brutus, yeah. I think, I, I'm going to yeah. write that one off. I think that one's yeah. pretty obvious. But I'm curious to see what the what happens in the uh, the other two. Yeah, uh, and and Manu, you know, in Red Nation, you do have uh, a lot of some of the girls that uh, play with vultures in Coed One, like we we just spoke about. Um, wh what is it about uh, the Emma Townsend Asselins, the Gigi Cabillo Abantes that on defense can put a stop to what the Vortex offense offers? I mean. 
I know these two girls uh, yeah. pretty well since I, I've played a full season with them now. Yeah. And uh, Gigi joined us in spring uh, mm -hmm. last spring. At the uh, end, yeah. These girls are super, super smart. I'm I'm looking at the at their their season right now. They are, the most points they've allowed in a game is 18. That's crazy. Actually. It's really, really impressive. Um, well, if you don't count the yeah. game they played against Vortex in week three, uh -huh. of which they lost 33 oh. nothing. Yeah. Right. Eh? I, I missed eh? this one. Minus one. <laughs> Minus Vortex. Uh, but if I, if we forget this game, because 33-0, maybe something happened. Uh, I will have to, to ask them what happened this day. Right. But, man, it was in September, so let's uh, move on. That's two months ago. Yeah, That's exactly. It. And move now, on. Now you have the chance to, to avenge that, uh, that bad loss. And hopefully... Uh, Uh, try to beat Vortex. Yeah, and it's, I mean, uh, Vortex's last victory came on October 8th. So, I mean, they, they're going like a, a full month without tasting victory. Yeah. So, if there is a night where Red Nation can pull off the upset, I think it's this one. Uh, though, uh, Vortex is the favorite, and I think come out uh, victorious. I, 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 and I've said this on a, a few shows in the past. I think Red Nation are going to keep it close enough to give Vortex a scare. And I think these two teams rematch a little later down the line. And I think Red Nation could, if, if, they, if, if, if they put all things together and collect a little bit more information against Vortex in this matchup, I think that Red Nation have a chance to beat Vortex later down the line. Uh, so definitely that will come uh, mostly from their defense. They will need, though, Allison Sobel to score at least two touchdowns. And that's with me thinking that their defense can get at least one, maybe two pick sixes. Hard to do against a, a very disciplined and uh, organized Vortex offense. And, and, you know, we keep talking about Red Nation's defense, Red Nation's defense. Don't discount <laughs> Vortex's defense. Uh, they, they, too... Uh, are stingy when they played all other teams except for their two losses against um, against uh, the Brut. Uh, their defense uh, came away with uh, over uh, is it? I'm going to say it's 20 interceptions. Uh, that's 15, 17, 19, 20, 21 interceptions. So that defense can turn the ball over, and that offense we've seen it in the past. They can score points. So if the defense of Vortex sets up the offense uh, for Vortex in good field position. That's something that then can then take and really blow off the water for uh, their game against Red Nation. But again, I think Red Nation keeps it close. No, 100% is going to be a close game. I'm, I'm looking at that since you talk about Vortex defense. Yeah. Catherine Girard. Oh my God. What a season. Yeah. Seven games played, uh, 29 tackles, <laughs> ni nine interceptions, two pass defenders and uh, two TDs. That's amazing yeah, yeah, season yeah. right there. Oh, her, her and Virginie Aubumenant are, are menaces. Is Virginie rushing too? Or because she has two sacks and six picks. Uh, is she getting her picks uh, at the mm. rusher position? No, I, no. I believe usually they're like, you know, one yard uh, sack, like just a one yard because the the well, no, quarterbacks don't scramble too much. So hmm. I don't think they're allowed to. No, well, well like cross the plane rather. They uh, n no, not the quarterback. They'd have to hand it off. Yeah, they, okay, they would yeah. have to complete a handoff. Um, so maybe you know, for a couple drives, yeah, she. Yeah. But I she don't. I've seen her more covering in the coverage, yeah. yeah in coverage. Um, so that moves us to the second game that Eagle brought up: um, X and X versus Red Bulls. Red Bulls 
uh, didn't come away with a victory uh, in the regular season. Uh, there's some players on Red Bulls that uh, you're familiar with, uh, Manu, uh, Manu uh, in Kayla Gutsis on this team. Yes, um, yes. You know, she's developing uh, her, her FP, uh, her flag football uh, skill set, playing more and more flag games uh, in, in the past calendar year. Um, it's, it's really a team more or less of free agents. Yep. Um, that banded together in, in the women's division. Uh, what would be one thing that uh, that they guarantee themselves uh, one at least one victory in this uh, Fall Cup season? Uh, looking at this, it's really going to come down to limiting the turnovers. I'm looking yeah. at the ra uh, Rachel. Uh, she with she's got 60 leads to 14 interceptions. Yeah. Um, if she can clean it up, come playoff time, maybe throw one pick maximum per game yeah. uh they could they could uh steal the game uh but they they, they won the last time they played a uh, x uh, x and x so well, i think oh, this is sorry. the part that's oh, the I most interesting that. to me right okay. they played twice this season right 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 sorry. the first time x and x beat them 27 19 yep. second time red bulls got revenge mm -hmm. but if you look at all the other games that red bulls have played mm -hmm. they've only scored once in all those games yeah except the games against x and x where they scored three times in week four and then uh five times in week 10 and everything so i think for me that's the part that makes this more interesting in that this is a this is a coin toss this is like you said possessions are going to matter yeah. turnovers are going to matter and understanding how you can drive where you need to defend you know how what space you give up what space you take is going to be way more interesting here yeah and and in that game against x and x before the the one sorry they did get a victory i said uh, zero zero wins um if they are gonna um, beat x and x again uh it was florence bro at the quarterback position for Red Bulls. And I had seen her throw against, I believe it was Vortex uh, outdoors in Loyola. And I did like what I saw from her. Very decisive, very quick, uh, uh, releasing the ball and, and, and ball coming in with, with, with some power on it. And if you can get the ball to players like Rachel Shea, Chloe Corbeil, Magali Ruel, Yves Charbonneau, Kayla Gauthier, these are good, good receivers in the women's division that play have played on other teams, are currently playing on other teams. Uh, Magal Magali Ruella, I mentioned this last week, she's one of those players I think that can take the step into women's one for the winter season. Yves Charbonneau, you played against her with, in, with, uh, deep, uh, against deep yep. balls. She, she's a very good player. The, the offense is there, so Florence Bro can replicate the game uh, with five touchdowns, 247 yards. I think they, they can come out with the, uh, the upset victory over X and X. That brings us uh, outside of the complementary divisions. Uh, we'll go the rest of the way, um, uh, kind of descending order. Uh, we'll start with uh, Coed uh, Tier 4, and then we'll uh, make our way down all the way to uh, Tier number 1. Uh, tier 4 did have games last Saturday. Uh, as the uh, knockout round got uh, really got us uh, started with uh, tier four, um, and was there any of these games from? Uh, sorry, I said Saturday, but it was actually Sunday. Um, were there any of these games that caught your eye, Manu? Uh, something that uh, was rather unexpected: uh, a uh, a lower seed superseding a higher seed, or or uh, well, forget about the forfeit uh, from Leo's. Uh, thank you. Goodbye. Um, any anything uh, catch your eye here, Manu? Well, Win Diesel with the the shutout against Pack a Punch, um, pretty impressive. 
holding yeah. a team to zero points, even though they nah, they didn't really drive, drove the field. But impressive uh, performance from Win Diesel uh, with their quarterback, uh, William Seabag. Mm. Uh, five TDs uh, on 12 completions. They played really well. And holding a team to zero points, man, you, g- you got to feel good because after, uh, after your defense, you got, got a lot of confidence going to, to the next round. And and so speaking of the next round, they, they wait, 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 what? Hold on, hold on. What? I want to talk about the who they uh, throw yeah. the minute one too. I, okay, but I'm sticking on. Wind okay, Diesel. fine. You're gonna move. Okay, fine, 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 I, I'm fine. Sticking on. Just Do wind, your little bit. Win, win, Diesel. Uh, because we're we're talking about going into confidence uh, in the divisional round. They now face Ramfins, the number one seed. So uh, Ramfins, uh, known for a decent offense, moderate, above average, very pretty competent. Uh, but uh, notoriously known for their defense. Uh, Rushers, uh, uh, quarterbacks do not rush against uh, Ramfin's rushers, uh, and their defense um, really gets interceptions. If it's not sacks they're getting from their rusher, it's pressure leading to interceptions. So what is it that Win Diesel Diesel will have to do to get two victories in a row here? Man, I I really don't know because I'm I'm looking right now at the Ramfin's Plus minus that yeah. one fifteen plus minus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's incredible. No, it's great. It, it's, it's very good for tier four. Absolutely. This is a team that could possibly, um, maybe come, uh, maybe make the jump to division right. D. Uh, yeah, spring. come spring. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, for sure. They. I don't remember. Did they won or, or they lose, won? They uh, won the in in the spring in Div E. Div E. Yeah, so yeah, they did one. Yeah. I, I remember that game. I, yes. I think the other team was five. They though. were five players. So, ben don't break. Yeah. Uh, but but still, yeah, Renfins is a is a good team. Uh, I like their uniforms with the the little uh, <laughs> dolphins on there. Mo's gonna love that part if he if if it's a big if if Mo listens. I think uh, Sir William Power would would like uh, their uniform. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's. It's impressive. If I look there, their only loss has come to uh, Skoll in okay. uh, week three. Interesting. Uh, um, that was a while ago, but uh, it was. Skoll are are definitely, they know what they're doing out there. Uh, sometimes you get the good Skoll. Sometimes you get the, the bad Viking. Um, but for me, for Win Diesel, it's really going to be on Will Sabag. Like you said, he had a great first uh, first playoff game. He's going to need to replicate that. He cannot let uh, the pressure of, I think it's Chad or, yeah, it, it must be Chad because Jesse's usually in coverage. Chad Dumenil, um cannot let uh, the rusher get in his face and start trying to roll around and, and run too, too often. Three rushes for 16 yards in his last game is 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 what he needs to do. You know, only run when there's absolutely yep. nothing in coverage, um, and and be a pass first quarterback. Yep. He he's probably one of the better natural throwers of the football in all of tier four. Uh, so go ahead and use that arm. Uh, five TDs off of 12 completions in his last game. He needs uh, a lot more of that, for sure. But just uh, before we move on. Uh, quickly, yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Go you, for it. You, you talk about Chad uh, uh, Dumenil. What? 20 sacks in the season. That, no, it's games. like it's legit. He's he's crazy. Wow. That's why I'm saying he cannot let him get in his head. No. Nope. He needs to just uh, really yeah. get that ball out, make, make Chad feel like he's useless out there, throw in some double huts uh, to get him off balance. Uh, just really don't let him get in your head start getting into his head and and yeah. and, and, and re, you know re, uh, re, reverse the roles there it's going to be hard when you have a rusher with 20 sacks in yeah. the season yeah <laughs> you got to feel confident yeah for sure. them 
Igor, you wanted to bring up uh, another game from uh, this past Sunday? Yeah, I want to talk about the Threat Level Midnight and Who Day game because this game mm-hmm. bothers me. <laughs> in um, what, in what first way? off, let's start off with Who Day. 0-8. Oh minus yeah. 120 differential over True. the season. Yeah. In this game, yeah. they scored two touchdowns on offense. No, uh, uh, no. Throwing, passing touchdowns. Correct. But they throw, yes, two passing touchdowns, yes. essentially. Yes. Threat Level Midnight went 2-6. and six, Decent season. There's a squad that know each other very well and yeah. everything. Know the game. I I don't know if I'm ha- – okay, so l- full disclosure, I have some friends on yes, Who Day as well. Yeah. Granted, I played with people on Threat Level Midnight, and I played against them, and we've known each other for a long time as well. So yeah. they're both like friends of mine, let's call it that. Yeah. I don't know who I'm happy for or if I'm upset on I'm behalf dis- of Threat Level Midnight. I'm disappointed in Threat right? Level Midnight. Yeah, I just I, – I, I'm very happy for Tanner and Tyler Keating putting a game together, you yeah. know, finally figuring it out, essentially at the end, you know, yeah. squeaking yeah. through to the next round. You know, like you said, pick six, two on the ground, essentially, a couple extra points that kind of, you know, seal the deal, essentially. But – Jonathan Amir, you gotta be better than that. Like, yeah. it, and it's hard to say that because he didn't do terribly either. But it's not great, and I just, I just, I don't know where this team goes. You Is, go into you if you go to Division Five next season. Oh no. I think you lose. No, yeah. You go to Division Six, and I feel like. You they're shouldn't better. be six anymore, right? Yeah. Like, this this is yeah. not what I expect from this team. I don't even know if they're listing at this point because they're gone and right. goodbye. Yeah. But it's 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 so disappointing for me. It, it it really is. But is it on – I mean, and it could be both. But is it on him or is it on his defense for not getting a – basically, like, did they get a stop? I mean, for they, – maybe they got a stop, but it didn't come from a, an interception to put them in, in good I mean, the pick position. six doesn't help. And the oh, pick six yeah, may lead yeah. to an extra point, so yeah, there's seven right there. There's the, the game. game. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that that's definitely uh, an interesting one. See if Huday can uh, can package uh, you know the the recipe to success here against Threat Level Midnight in the in the following round. Um, we got a bunch of games coming up in the yeah. divisional round wow. this Saturday and Wednesday. Yes. Um, Manu, pick one game from Saturday, and then Eagle. Pick one game uh, from Wednesday that uh, that catch each of your eyes here. Uh, let me go back to the schedule real quick. Yeah. As uh, let me start with the Wednesday game then. Yeah. There's there's one specifically that I'm kind of curious about, which is Toon Squad and Chat Rats. Hmm. Okay. And because I find Toon Squad has been, I don't know what to, I, so I think it's going down to. I think some of the other games, it's a little bit more obvious in terms of who might have the advantage in them. But this Toon Squad Chat Rats, I don't know if that's a good matchup for either team. Yeah, I, <laughs> right. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, I, know, I do know what you mean. <laughs> like, I don't know who has the advantage there. Yeah, like squad wise, they're very comparable. Record wise, they're sort of close-ish type of I've, thing. I've seen improvements though from Toon Squad, and if they just played their game. And don't let chat rats get the better of them emotionally because chat rats uh, can play with a lot of emotion. Uh, and if if that if they channel that and 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 hype themselves up and their teammates, that could get the be- the better of Toon Squad. But if Toon Squad just ignore it, just play their game. To me, they're slightly they're like a three point favorite. In this game, yeah, but that's why it's like it's it's too close to call yeah. essentially, you know, yes. in my mind. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a game where it 
it could be a two possession victory for for either team, or it could be to who's better performing on converts. Yeah. And if you're giving me a convert game, I gotta go with Garner Ross. He has just more reps under his belt, and and I, I gotta go with that. And I think I think the the reason why it's interesting to me is that Toon Squad has had a lot of what I'll describe as consistent inconsistency, where they've been in every game they played this year. And they've lost by, like, a score or a little bit off, essentially. Or they've won by a score or a little bit off. Versus Chat Rats have either dominated or gotten crushed. And so that's where I, th- I look at the records. And, yeah, sure, you know, you have uh, Chat Rats 2-5-1. and one. I, I, it, That doesn't tell me. That could have easily been an 0-8. That could have easily been a 5-2, and two, depending on the teams they got, right? Toon Squad, at least, they went 3-3-2, three, three and two, literally right down the middle. Their yeah. plus-minus is 1, right down the <laughs> middle, right? They are mid in every definition. And so I feel like they should have the advantage here. But this could be that one game where Chat Rash just comes out and does really well. And 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 one of the one of the reasons that could be, and it's nowhere you, you won't see the answer on the roster. You'll see the answer at the location of the of this game. Uh, Manu, we've talked about this, the Laval Dome. I I don't think the Laval Dome I, we love the field. I don't think the Laval Dome is a good field for Garner Ross, who doesn't have like a great, uh, like a, a strong arm to throw a 48-yard touchdown pass when needed. I think the, the though, if if he gets the ball in his players' hands, they, they are shifty enough to, to, to get yards and, and, and first downs and touchdowns. But I have a feeling that it fits a bit better a style of play that, that the, the Laval Dome field, that is, uh, for Tyler Stewart and, and, and Chat Rat. So the, watch the Laval Dome maybe be a little tricky for, uh, for Toon Squad here. Uh, Manu, a game from Saturday, which, by the way, the Saturday games appear to be the double elimination bracket games and the, uh, the Wednesday ones, the single elimination. Before bracket. you get into that, uh, quick things here. I'm looking for the matchup between Adam Mantel, who basically carries Toon Squad, versus uh, Kyle Daniel and Doug McKernan, who potentially what? can come in and coach. Oh, okay. He has four games played? He, he has, has two DM- games played, but oh, if he's okay. on the sideline because the sideline. he feels to come out for his boys. Right. That's like decades of FPF experience to help out manage that game. Which they've they've had in the past uh, in Tony Curry being on the sidelines. Um, I'm not sure if there were anyone else. Yeah, that was my point. We can move yes. on. Okay. That was that was oh, like a, okay. a drop and go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, <laughs> thanks. And I just turned the clock on now, so that's that's awesome. We're You're at 54. Perfect. Uh, five minutes off. Um, so uh, the tier three. We're going in descending order. No, here. we're not. That was the Saturday games. Oh crap! Saturday games. <sighs> You're worse than Mo. Real quickly. You're worse uh, than Mo. <laughs> I think the. I want a professional. Yeah, get, get Mo back in here. Let's call Mo up. He's in Toronto. He said he's. He called me actually. He said he's super bored. He has no car. He's in Toronto. He has no car. He's just Uber and expense it. He, this he, guy doesn't know how to travel for business. He, he he's he's like I, all I did was go to a Boston pizza. <laughs> he's like, he went to. <sighs> I'm so upset right now. <laughs> he's like that's all there is. There's only Moxies and Boston pizzas here. <laughs> Maybe where he is, he's in. He's a bit of a. It's Mo. He's a fool. He's a professional, though. He's a professional he fool. Professional fool. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yes, Manu, uh, give me your Saturday game here. So my Saturday game will be uh, the matchup against uh, the matchup that is only flags yeah. against Cookie Monsters. Yeah. I That's got a, a couple one. friends on Cookie Monsters. Yeah. Uh, Felix, uh, Jules, uh, a couple guys from Diamond Bougie. And 
looking at that, I don't really know only flags, but by looking at their their uh, team pictures, looks like a bunch of young guys, young studs. They went seven and one, uh, really impressive. Um, I think it, it's not their it's not their first season in, uh, in FPF. They have a couple seasons. Yeah, uh, a under, couple seasons under yeah. their belt. Yeah. Counterpoint: Their wins have not been against necessarily the best teams. So that seven to one record is a little bit inflationary. Yeah. So would you say false, false king? False king. False king alert. Get the crown out. Uh oh. <laughs> Get it up. But uh, yeah, it's jo uh, George Spano is, is playing very well. Thirty TDs to four interceptions, only one sack. Uh, as a 114.5 QB rating, yep. playing really well. Yep. But is, uh, is Cookie Monsters, with, the, with their uh, IRA division experience, with a couple of guys they have, can, can they stop that offense? That's, that's going to be the question. I think uh, that if they can figure out uh, George Spano on defense, um, if they crush kind of his confidence early on, this game could go uh, out of control for in favor of Cookie Monsters. Uh, though uh, I've liked what I've seen from, from George. He's, he's grown as a quarterback. Uh, y you know, uh, with every rep you take, uh, every smile you, you make. Um, no, uh, and, and I, you know what? I was going through their schedule, and I don't completely agree with Eagle on the false, uh, false king alert. Uh, they, they beat Win Diesel. We just said that they, they improved. They weren't great early on, but they, they've improved and, and pitched a shutout in a playoff game. Uh, they beat Mutation, who got later added Jerry Beauboeuf. Uh, from uh, from IG team onto their team. They they beat Megaron, who looked to me good uh, early on. They kind of faded near the end. They beat Save the Turf Dolls, a very high uh, you know a media um, uh, middle of the pack uh, team in FPF, not just a middle of the pack in uh, in tier four. They're one of the more elite teams in tier four uh, that have a lot of experience, just like Cookie Monsters do. So and they came away with a twenty to eighteen victory. So uh, if 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 George Spano has success early on in the first three drives, say, uh, and is figuring out uh, the Cookie Monsters defense and, and who's dropping and, and he's reading the field well. I think that uh, only flags could come away with a one point victory. But I do like uh, what uh, Cookie Monsters offer with Felix Bute r running the ball as a quarterback, but defensively with him rushing pot potentially and, and Jules in, in coverage, like you said, uh, that's a lot of middle and higher division yep. experience. So uh, it's going to be the good game. All right, now we can move uh, move along here as we roll uh, the uh, playoff special of uh, Calling the Audible. Again, I'm joined by uh, Manu Alarrois, uh, first-time analyst uh, on the show. Look at you doing a reset. Yes. <laughs> Big profession. There you go. You, you asked for professionalism. God damn it, you're going to get it. Uh, so, yeah, as we chug along here, uh, the co-ed, co-ed, god damn it, the knockout round, uh, as the knockout round continues, we, so do we here on the show with uh, uh, moving along to tier number three. Um, we have a quick schedule change. Wide Open Bar has said they are unable to make the Saturday game because, uh -oh. surprise, they only have four players that have enough GPs uh -oh. eligible. Allegedly. Let's see. We got one, and we got a two, and we got a three, and we got a four. Yep. So they literally can't play their game. Four. I saw five. Nope. There's a four. There's an eight. There's an eight. There's a seven. And that's it. Oh, boy. Well, uh... So that's, uh, that's a game that we already know the winner of. <laughs> or, yeah, Saturday. Uh, 
Again, that would have been against Griff Nation, and the, still that would have, because yes, we haven't fully concluded uh, the first round. The, not all the games were played on uh, on Sunday. Um, okay, we'll have to see what we can do there, if anything. Um, just closing out though, yeah, the other game would be Blue Dry uh, versus Bebe Dragon Magic. Um, just Manu, it's been a strange season for uh, Blue Dry. That's one of the teams that made the semifinals that uh, Idaho Utipimps had to go through uh, in a in a very high scoring affair. I'm I've been very disappointed, uh, shocked in in the negative way uh, with Blue Dry. Is it possible that they lose to Bebe Dragon Magic on Saturday? It's possible. It's possible. R- really possible. But I think Frédéric Junot is uh, going to turn it around. Um, I. I from what I when I played against him, he throws a really good ball. Yeah. He's confident out there. Just gotta get back his uh, get back his confidence and and how do they do that? It's it, is it getting the balls in in the hands of uh, of um, Guillaume uh, Guillaume Dufresne? Is it getting it uh, distributing the ball? Is it is it what, what what is it? What what will lead to confidence for Fred Junot? Fred Junot's gonna. He's gonna have to get his connection with Guillaume Dufresne on from the start. Mm. Uh, Guillaume Dufresne is a big receiver. Mm-hmm. He's imposing on the field, yeah. and if you feed him the ball, he's gonna get confident. Uh, and by that, the QB is gonna get confident. Right. Yeah. And after that, the whole team is gonna follow. So when we played them, they had confidence. We scored on the last play of the of the half. It crushed their confidence. After that, we we won the game. Yeah. But when they played the they played with swagger. They played hard. They they played with uh, with passion. They're a tough team to beat, and I think it's it's going to be that for them. Play with passion. Play with with. They seem a little bit flat. Yeah. Three and five for a team that mm-hmm. went to the semifinals. It's it's under what I what I expected, but on the other side you had David Dragon Magic, who is a team that can really win any game out there. Yeah. Um. Th- uh, their their quarterback um, Guillaume Boulanger. He's a good QB. Yeah. Uh, he throws a really uh, good uh, no look pass. No, yeah, no look and yeah. side no arm. No look yeah. side arm. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're a fun team. They, they got a they got a bunch of stud. Uh, Nicolas Magduff playing really well. He's tough to guard. Mm-hmm. Um, he spreads the ball well. You got uh, four receivers with four plus touchdowns. Yeah, um, twenty three plus receptions. That's it. So yeah. uh, I'm I'm not worried for Baby Dragon Magic. They got a good offense. But like I said, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna come down to uh, the confidence of blur, blur dry for them to win. If I told you, and I won't tell you the player name, but nine receptions, I'll give you stats, and you tell me who that player is. Nine receptions, twenty-one targets, a hundred and five yards. If this is a player on blue dry, and that's a a receiver for one game. No, for the season. For the season. Seven games played, nine receptions, 21 targets, 105 yards. Is that uh, Yvan Desjardins? It's Yvan Desjardins. These are not good numbers for a player that can be dominant on the field. I just saw him Monday night with uh, Junkyard Dogs. Just go. I think he got more yards in that one playoff game. Uh, with J- uh, Jason Rossi than he did all season with Blue Dry. Uh, that's, that's, I, I don't know if it's, I, you say it's Guillaume de France, I, 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 he gets the ball enough. And, and yeah, it's yeah. not that he needs more or less targets. And I do agree 
with what you're saying that that can that 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 confidence can breed yep. through receiver and quarterback. But I think you got to get Ivan Desjardins a little more implicated, and that too is another recipe to get that confidence going. I, at nine, the, the not only is the 105 yards in seven games like eye popping, it's the nine for 21. Like there's there's where that that connection hasn't been there. Now you don't want to go, you know, forcing the ball in the playoff game where it's one. Now you're one and done if, yeah. if, if you don't have the the luxury of double elimination. So. You don't want to throw the guy eight targets if he if he has you know he's catching only one of them in in that game. But if he's if he gets he's a rhythm receiver, right? Yep. If you get one slant to him and then another ten out and and a, a deep, just get it going. Then, and, and then that's when you got to feed Ivan yep. Desjardins. That's another way that that confidence uh, uh, grows. And I do agree with you that confident a confident Fred Junot is a dangerous, uh, really Fred dangerous. Junot. He throws a really good ball. Yeah. Um, in the divisional uh, playoffs, is there a uh, a game or two that uh, that you would want to talk about here? That's yep. surprising, uh, uh, an interesting matchup, or or anything that you see here? So I'm looking right here uh, for tier three. Um, the illegal use of ends versus Joe Spinini. Okay, yeah. Uh, what 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 screams off the page uh, for you on that one? <laughs> I don't know. I, I like those two teams, man. It's it's two teams that play with a lot of swagger. Uh, guys that are, have a lot of experience, uh, FBF experience on yeah. on both sides. Uh, Joe Spanini is a is a team that um, it's it's kind of like big, big fat bats. Yeah, from yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty much it's that core. Pretty much yeah. that that core. Um, uh, we got our boy uh, Joe Morghese on the team. Um, AJ Zepatelli also and uh, his his brother. Um, I think this this game is going to be fun. It's going to be fun because uh, it's like the 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 first seed illegal use of ends yeah. against Joe Spinini. Who uh, I did they lose a game uh, last week? Uh, no, they won. Okay, no, they won against. Uh, uh, they beat Born in the eighties, thirty eight to thirty in their opening round matchup. Uh, born in the 80s, of course, uh, without David uh, De Andrade, uh, injured for the rest of the season. So they do have, uh, for divisional notes here, uh, Medric Lezon uh, replacing uh, Dave at, at quarterback for Born in the 80s. So we do have a new quarterback uh, entering uh, entering the Tier 3 playoffs. We can talk a little bit about that after. Uh, but it, going back to that uh, legal use of hands chose Panini game, I mean, legal use of hands is pretty much the favorite in this one. Yeah, but it's it's possible that Joe Spinini upsets them here. And and what would be a key uh, key in the upset in the making here for Joe Spinini? I, I I personally think that their speed is is tough to handle for illegal use of hands. We we saw a little bit of their uh, of illegal use of hands yep. against Born in the eighties uh, a few uh, Wednesdays ago yep. in Laval. Uh, and while we saw big bodies out there, they are big bodies that can move and are athletic, but not at the same speed that Joe's Paninis possess. No, that's it. It's who's going to be ab uh, able to stop AJ. Yes, um, that's that's the key. When I look at the defense of illegal use of ends, uh, nothing really stand, stands out to me. They, they play a really solid defense, but they don't have like that one player that I could say, okay, he's he's the stud of the, of the defense. Right. It's more of a... They, the, the whole team is yeah. playing super well. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, Bikim uh, Borova is having a crazy season uh, yeah. two-way right now. Um, 15 TDs. 
On offense? On offense, yeah. Oh, okay. So, okay. gotta give, a, give him a shout out. I've saw, yeah, yeah. I saw him play a couple times and yeah. really impressed by, by what he's, he's doing. Um, Barazzoni has a great connection with him. Yeah. Like, I circled this game because it's the best yeah. team. It's illegal use of hands right, right. against a team who can't get streaky and yes. can't get a win. But which version of... Yes. Um, Man, uh, yeah, exactly. Of the team is going to show up. Yeah, that's what we're going to see on uh, Brossar uh, at uh, 7 p.m. this Saturday. Oh yeah, because there's the good Zepatelli and then the bad Zepatelli who, uh, who will come out and say, "Oh, I uh, was sick on this <laughs> game and uh, I'm not feeling too hot." Uh, yeah, th especially like the, that Wednesday I'm referring to. Joe's Paninis were there at that field as yep. well. Uh, the couple of times I peeked over. Why are why are we throwing flutter balls over the middle of the field on third and fifteen when you can cut that in half and make yep. it a fourth and seven attempt? Uh, th all things that Madhu Zapatelli knows. Uh, of course, he's listening. Thanks for for listening and uh, and subscribing to uh, to our show. Uh, Or is he? Is yeah, he's li oh here he's listening. Matthew, have a good night. Um, and and get that big fat bat out. Um, so yeah, that's uh, yeah, I agree. That's, that's you know he's gonna, gonna be here in the morning, right? He's probably not judging. He no, he, he yeah, actually yes. <laughs> given given the fan that he is, he's yes, he's gonna he's gonna watch in the morning first thing uh, when it comes up. Uh, yeah, that's definitely one uh, for uh, you know to keep an eye out for. Um, I have one. Yep. It's uh, team sexy against the penetrators. Um, yeah. we talked a little bit uh, with Mo uh, Mo and I talked a little bit about uh, Team Sexy and how we feel about their uh, their dominance uh, no dominance is the wrong word their their rise uh, in in uh, tier 3 here where they I believe had a 6-2 and two, uh, record to end the season 5-2-1 uh, and one, sorry they had a, a tie in there um, but uh, you know beating on teams that Usually, I would have given the advantage to like Rico Riders, uh, losing only by two points to Born in the '80s. So they they had a show me season uh, where they where they they did well um, versus a more experienced team, one that has a championship, an FBF Bowl Cup from last uh, yep. tier four against the Penetrators. Um, is is I personally, I think it's uh, the Sam Anastopoulos versus uh, the Twin Towers. Uh, of uh, the penetrators and Nicholas Vaughn and uh, their uh, Jared Boydman, uh, those those two players are very hard to cover, especially in the red zone, especially on two point converts. Uh, and in Rocco, yet yeah, Rocco is eligible uh, with seven games played. So those three, uh, I'm not sure there's that Sam Anastopoulos as a single player. Uh, even I'll add Mathieu Lafortune from Team Sexy. I don't think those two players are enough to to really neutralize that trio of uh, of the Penetrators. I'm not sure if you agree or not. I completely agree with you. Uh, Penetrators is a team that we played them in the first week of the season. Yeah. So and it's it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, it's a long season. So. But they they played us tough. They Man. played us really tough and. Yeah. They're a good team. We didn't have our starting quarterback. We had uh, Dave Kostowski uh, replacing. Yeah. Did a great job. Yeah. But, I mean, they're dangerous, man. Like you said, they got the Twin Towers. They got Rocco, who's like a uh, all-around stud. He's he's crazy. He's crazy. Every good. time I see him play, man, I'm I'm impressed. This guy is so fast. <laughs> yesterday, and, and yesterday he, you saw him all over the field every time. He, and he jump the way he jumps balls. Uh, 
from like the second you release it, he's he's you know from from ten yards out, he can make and break on a ball so quickly that I don't think Ben Berbier of Team Sexy has has seen that kind of athleticism before. So he's gonna he he, he can't make contested passes thrown in the way of Rocco Cristiano. Yeah, but if we look at the Benjamin uh, Benjamin season. 33 TDs to yeah. six interceptions. Yeah, yeah that, that's really it. He, yeah, that that he has shown yeah, that yeah, he can yeah. that protect the football. But against Rocco, it's different. So yeah. so let let's see if that trend continues. That would be something that favors Team Sexy if they are going to win is protecting the football. So let's see if if uh, that happens. Um, I have a question uh, here uh, for you, uh, Manu. Yes, is and you played with this uh, with this team in the past. Uh, the bandits. Yep. Um, uh, what is Emil Scaft going to have to do to uh, beat a new Diablos defense? Which, when they were full squad, like we saw in our game, yeah. When they were full squad, new Diablos are are can pose a serious threat in this division. So, I'm not worried about Francois Martin putting up 28, 30 points. Can Emil Scaff put up 28 or 30 to take it to bring it to overtime or get the victory? And if and if he can, what is he gonna have to do? What what is he gonna have to rely on to put up 30 plus points? Um, to me, uh, Bandits for the the last time we played them, it was in the spring season. Mm -hmm. From what I I conclude after that game, which they beat us. Yes, um, yeah. that was a really fun game to yeah, play. Very. Yeah. Um, Bandits when they uh, when Emil moves the ball with uh, uh, I don't know with uh, slowly and just yeah. grinds the game and tires out the defense and defense gets fr frustrated. I, I mean I got really frustrated yes, that game because yeah. <laughs> it's quick outs, it's hooks, it's yeah. but it's really efficient and he, he has a really good um, uh, connection with the snapper and everyone. Yes, yes, if you look at, at the the receiving uh, stats for Bandits, it's not really like a one receiver. They got plenty of plenty of guys that can uh, yeah. that can that can grab the ball and make some plays. Mm -hmm. Emil spreads out the ball really well, and I think that's going to be the key for them if they want to try to like frustrate that new Diablos defense. Yeah. But that new Di new new Diablos team is really good. Um, I like uh, Louis Bejin, uh on defense. He's a smart player. Yeah. And I think he's he, if uh, new Diablos wants to win. Uh, Louis Bejin is going to have to play a great game. Like he's going to have to be a centerpiece of that team. Yeah, I think if he comes up with one interception and a two touchdown game that and, and uh, sprinkled in with a with a convert here and here and there, I think that's enough of an influence uh, from Louis Bejin to uh, to put New Diablos uh, over the top. Because we know that Alexis Bessette is going to do what he does. Yeah, he's yeah. a great receiver and he's got a great connection with uh, François Martin. So if uh, Bandits is able to take away uh, Bessette, can Lewis uh, be that second tier? Exactly. Yeah, that second tier. That and 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 uh, I don't think the Bandits they can take away Alexis yeah. Bessette. Dar Darcy Gianni, uh, he's he's a yeah. monster out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I'm not sure they have that second level of defense to uh, to neutralize uh, Louis Bejin. That's a good point there, uh, Manu. Uh, Anything else we wanted to go through? I think those are pretty much all the matchups. Um, and you know what? I asked this question. I kind of liked it uh, in in co in one of the co-ed divisions. Um, 
Oh no! Well, no, not all the. Nope. Never mind. That we're scrapping that question. Uh, tier two. Yeah, we're moving on tier to tier two. Uh, still CRA, one. no longer CRA. I mean, they still are. Ju- they're just not in contention anymore. Yeah, they lost on Monday just night. Just CRA. Just CRA. <laughs> uh, yeah, as mentioning uh, that uh, Ivan Desjardins. Actually, can you quickly uh, pop open that uh, score? Uh, remember, Ivan Desjardins uh, <laughs> had nine receptions on the season, 105 yards. I wanted to see. Yeah, uh, five receptions, 122 yards, five TDs uh, in this game. Uh, player of the week in Tier 2 uh, very yeah, easily yeah. goes to uh, <laughs> Ivan Desjardins. <laughs> um, so, yes, uh, Junkyard Dogs, you uh, you move along. And, uh, and we'll stick with uh, Junkyard Dogs because I find this next matchup for them super interesting. It's... Jason Rossi going up against Beer Belly Brigade. Last season, when uh, Alex Fafa went out yep. for Beer Belly Brigade, it was the one and only Jason Rossi that came in, filled in for eight or so of their yep. uh, the rest of their season, really, uh, where Fafa came in in the last game. Um, and so they have a, a, a an idea, concept of his playbook. Uh, I wonder if uh, can they can Beer Belly's defense which it's usually their offense that steals the spotlight on this team. Can their defense, knowing a bit of Jason Rossi's playbook, can that, does that give them an advantage uh, to to beat uh, Junkyard Dogs? I, I, I think, yeah, because, I mean, Jason Rossi, he's a, he's a good QB, but he's a system quarterback. So, you know, he has, he has really his, his reads, his plays that yeah. he likes to run. Um, I'm really surprised at the one in seven record from the junkyard me, dogs. Me too, so honestly. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Two, a, like only two hundred and two points four. That a, that was the third lowest in the division. When and, and he's he's I, I I've seen him you know be super yep. efficient like you're saying. Uh, yeah. So yeah, one in seven, two o two is disappointing. And it, it's a team that usually uh, plays division three, I think, uh, yeah. in the winter and does. Not bad, like yeah. maybe four, uh, five four. wins. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, Beer Belly Brigade. To to me, I don't know if that's gonna be as close of a game as you may think. Right. I think Beer Belly is gonna. It's a bad matchup. You think? It's it's a bad matchup for Junkyard Dogs. Yeah. Uh, Beer Belly, man, they're they're really good there. Mm-hmm. They, it's been a while they play together. Uh, they 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 know like these are boys. They yeah. they went to high school together, so. Um, they play really well. They have a strong defense, and I think that's going to be their key to stop uh, this junkyard dog is just control the defense. And I mean, the if you control them, you keep the game two scores, three scores. I've looked at their schedule. They had one game that was close that they uh, that they lost. It was against Ambush, but yeah. the rest is like two two three score games yeah. that they they lost. So just take a take a take the advance, take that um, 15, 16 uh, point lead. Then just uh, control the game and let Fafar uh, do his magic. Over, under, one and a half interceptions for Beer Belly Brigade. Um, so you mean Jason Rossi throws, I think it's going to be over 1.5. Uh, over, so... Jonathan Benoit, probably an interception. Olivier Claveau. 2.5? Yeah. 2. No, no, I'll, no, I'll just no? go with two. Just with go two? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Two interceptions, I think. Okay. They're gonna get that. Yeah, and and honestly, if they get two interceptions, the way Fafar like he extends, controls the game, he controls it like that's it. He he he. 
when he wants to pick up a first down when he's running, he's he and it's like three, four, five yards. He's he's getting that first down. He's going to tire out that defense as much as you try. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think it's Brandon Bagley uh, usually rushing for um, for junkyard dogs. Which is not a bad rusher. It's just it's really tough to stop uh, Alex Fafard. So yeah, yeah. I, I I think it'll be close ish, but when I say close it's well like one possession yeah, a, a yeah. one possession. It could game. it could be two. Um Yeah. No. Um Yeah, uh, I moved away. This was a bad decision. Here you go. Yes, thank you. Um let's see, is there another game here? So um uh, you know what? I, I hate uh, hate to talk about it, but uh, it's it's going to be one of your games here, uh, Manu. Diamond Bougie versus Ambush. I, I alluded to it uh, a little bit in the previous uh, episodes, um, or it was actually last week, where Ambush uh, took down Kiss My In-Laws. Yeah. Pushed Kiss My In-Laws out of a number one seed all the way down to the four seed, <laughs> which you're you're happy with. Um, me, not so much. Yeah. Um, Ambush is a tricky team, and we talked about Ben McMahon's ability now and com- more and more comfort level with going for two. Yeah, I wonder if you bring that information over to Jules, who does go for two, but not every single time. Uh, uh, can Ambush pull off the ultimate back-to-back week upsets in uh, taking out Kiss My In-Laws, dropping them down to the fourth seed, and then... and while you can afford the loss with being double elimination, you'd rather obviously not take the loss because not only would you have to play a, a single elimination game, you'd have to play it at 10 o'clock after starting at uh, 6 o'clock at Leola. So um, I, I know you're you're on the Diamond Bougie side, but yep. um, if you're looking at your opponent and what they do well, uh, why would... What would be some of the reasons that Ambush would come away with a victory? What like because they 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 do have you know strong points to their team. So they they really do. Uh, I got to give credit to, to Ambush. They they turn around their season. Uh, I don't think they they started really well. They okay. So they lost it. That's what that's what she said. Yeah. Uh, tied Arouche, lost to right. EZW. That's then, oh, oh, two and one. Oh, there. two and one. So yeah, looking early on to the season, I was yeah. like, mm, uh, yeah, Ben. Does not have James. Usually have James on, on his roster. How, how he's yeah. going to do. Yeah. Uh, but he's got some good players on there. You got um, Ke- Kevin Donnet, who's an amazing snapper. Yes. Uh, Owen uh, Berzarski, who I, I don't know him uh, yeah, I've really seen him. Well. I've seen him before, uh, even a few years ago. He was quarterbacking this yep. like, Vultures team, uh, but then uh, came, came back with him as a receiver last winter season, uh, G-I-H-F. Yeah, yeah. Uh, him and uh, where is he? Agostino. Yep. They were both on that squad. Uh, both good, good players. So yeah, you were. That's it. And yeah. if I look at the roster, you also got Phil Roberts, uh, who's a teammate of mine, who's uh, really good, solid, yeah. solid player. He's got a good connection with Ben also. And on defense, you got a uh, their le- their leader on defense, Anthony Drysdale. Um, yeah. He's he's a good player. He plays in the I division with Mangoose. Got a lot of uh, experience from that. He's an ag- aggressive defensive player. And that's going to be the key on defense. Like, don't throw like don't throw a pick to to Anthony because that can change the game. And after that, Ben he's really good to um, like control the game. Yeah, capitalize off the turnover. Exactly. Forty two TDs, three interception. That's QB of the year. Uh, but if it's not Anthony Drysdale, no one else on this team had an interception. So, so 
so you're saying that if Ambush is going to win, it's going to come off uh, Anthony Drysdale yep. having at least one interception, and then Ben McMahon. I, I think he has the the way Ambush wins this game for me. Yes, Anthony Drysdale needs a needs an interception. If someone else can can get one, yep. that's that's a gravy. It's bonus. But Ben McMahon has to score on every single yep. drive. To no. me, to me, he has yep. to. And if he doesn't. Then he's gonna have to get th- at least three extra, po- two extra points to make to make make up, make up yeah. for those six lost yeah, points off, off a drive. But you, you gotta ask better questions, man. Okay, Manu, you have one answer. You have thirty seconds to think about it, Max. Which one player on ambush do you want to moss? <laughs> uh, I want to moss Ben. <laughs> there we go. See the shortest player on the team. Okay, there, Manu. I'll get so all. You're the... a bully. I'm a I'm a bully. I want to I want to moss Ben. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's a battle of uh, two of the top uh, top top QBs. Uh, you, you know, yeah. when we look at the top QBs in tier two, you have you, Jules, Ben, um, I'm forget- even Jeremy White. Jeremy White. Yeah. I'm I'm forgetting names. Quay they- Johnson, Will Power, exactly. Chris Rive. But if we look at the like the top three right. that are in conversation for QB of the year, right. when I talk uh, with. Uh, for example, Jerome or uh, my boys, we talk always about Ben, you, and Jules. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd have to say that would be the, the, the three that are usually in contention yeah. for quarterback of the year. That's yeah. it. And yeah, so we're we're ready for this game. We're uh, we're happy to, to have a, a great opponent in the ambush and it, looking forward to the matchup. And if just quickly, uh, if one one thing, one Advantage. What is one advantage that you feel that you have over ambush? Felix Boutet. <laughs> the in terms of a bit offensively, defensively, all of it. Speed. Is it the speed? Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> Felix Boutet is a game changer. Um, yeah. From the first time I've saw him play, played against him with Bandits a couple seasons ago, couldn't do anything. So now I joined him and. Uh, <laughs> To me, he's one of, one of the best players. Oh in the yes, it was a game of the week. Game of the week, oh, yeah. And yes. we got destroyed by Diamond Bougie. Oh, I remember this. Yes. So uh, yeah, but to me, it's that and every guy on the on the on the squad. I'm really really glad to be part of uh, Diamond Bougie. It's gonna take a team effort. We gotta stay focused and go out there and treat like treat that game like it's a single elimination game. Yeah. Because we don't want to play at ten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe which g- game on this list is gonna be a blowout? A blowout? Yep. None. None. Zero. They're all going to be close. All right, cool. Mm, although, yeah, I, I, uh, I felt uh, I didn't feel bad calling him out on the uh, what was Mo segment again. Uh, there's a I don't know if we did. There's a Mo segment. Uh, a Mo segment yeah. I, I called out uh, boys are back. Um, oh, is that the one where you had to get that new song? Yeah, that plays. Yeah, that was very weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a good one though. Um, but uh, le pota beset. If uh, if Fred Paquet Pedro is there. He's, he can just slice and dice any defense. And this one? Yeah. Yeah, leave it on. Tune, 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 tune it down just a little bit. Um, I'm calling it out again. Joe Cano. Come on, man. Don't make it. Don't let it be a blowout. Uh, you, you, you can run your offense against this team. Slow this game down into the mud. Lower it a bit more. It's really low. Oh, is it? Okay, I can hear it super loud. Um, slow this game down in the mud. You have the athletes uh, to compete with Le Pota Besset. Uh, just keep it slow. Grind it out. Score your touchdowns on four or five possessions. Uh, convert on your converts. Maybe go for two uh, because Le Pota Besset, they can score quickly and often. 
so make sure you're ready and don't make this a blowout. That's it. Cool. Yeah. Tier one. Oh yes, nine ten. It's yeah. I um, we're going over time. Let's go. Professional, let's go. Iggy. <laughs> I, I need professionalism. <laughs> I got you. Uh, yeah, we'll round up uh, the uh, the calling the audible playoff special here, uh, knockout round special with uh, tier one. Of course, uh, we did have a game Monday night, uh, which featured hashtag NR versus Never Overtime. Never Overtime with zero wins in the regular season. Come away with a uh, a surprising who day victory, yeah, a who day victory uh, <laughs> over over hashtag in R, where uh, this game got a little heated. Um, uh, but where luckily, did the defensive hashtag in R go. I I don't know. Uh, it's I I don't. I, where's the offense? Like you have ballers on uh, on on this team and. Four touchdowns. It's not going to win you. If, if if it's not going to win you again a game against Never Overtime, it's certainly not going to win you games uh, against Terror Squad, Maroons, Cap Friendly Braves, where these teams constantly, maybe not this season, but just as a franchise, have consistently put up forty plus points. So yeah. uh, definitely twenty seven. Uh, not enough uh, on Monday night. Um, but as we look along uh, for the other matchups. Uh, in tier one, which is the most uh, interesting for you, uh, Manu? For me, it's the bless against four five ballers. Oh yes, yes. This absolutely. is a this is a game against two teams that have played each other yeah. uh, in the past seasons. Uh, one a uh, couple uh, Saturdays back, I stayed and actually watched the game in Brossard. Mm -hmm. uh, bless against four five ballers. It was a heated affair. Yeah, you know these guys, they. They like each other after the game, but yeah. during the game they yeah. don't like each other, and yeah. it's, it's fun to see. It's the, it's the, it's the highest level uh, right now in the, um, in, in the in the fall cup. Yeah. You see four foul ballers that have turned around their season after uh, the injury to yeah. Dan Lazara, and they they went with the uh, Jinsley at quarterback. Yeah. It's it's a great choice. I feel like he gives them the best chance to win games. Yeah. Uh, with his running ability and just finding ways to make yeah. plays. We saw it in the game of the week. Uh, against uh, Wyoming Luminaire, although they did, they did not uh, won the game, they almost won. Yes, um, they should have won. They should have won. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm talking also. Uh, I'm talking about Jinsley, but you got Jared Taylor also, yeah. who's the double quarterback. They do yeah. rivers. They, they do a bunch of stuff that that is a bit unorthodox that mm -hmm. we don't really see, except for maybe Braves. But Braves more do like they drop the quarterback. Right. They don't really do the reverse. The wrap. Yeah. The wrap around. But it's it's uh, a fun offense. It's uh, an exciting offense. A different offense than with Dan. Yeah. But is Bless going to be able to uh, to, to stop them uh, and their, their high-powered offense? And I, I think they do. And that way, it's going to be like uh, the, the Steve Arpasad way. Control the game and uh, grind the clock and just, I mean, kill the momentum, kill the kill the morale of uh, yeah. for Faro Ballers. Yeah, it's 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 really gonna have to be that way. Uh, that's what it what I'm seeing from their last game, right? That this is a classic Steve uh, yeah. uh, stat line: twenty six of thirty one, so five incompletions, two hundred and seventy five yards, seven touchdowns, no interceptions. It's 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 that that I, I worry that if he gets picked off once. Could that be enough for four or five old ballers to to get the victory? Because they got they did get the victory. Blessed did forty seven to forty six in that yep. game you're alluding to at yep. Brossard. Man, I think this could be whoever gets an interception, whichever side, blessed or four or five old ballers, 
that could be the difference, the determining factor in this game because I think touchdown-wise, these teams can go score for score. I think two-point convert-wise, these teams can go, yep. they can match each other. Uh, it, that And that was the difference. It was Isaiah Large, one-point convert. Yep. That was the difference here. I think I really think whoever gets an interception, it, it, that makes the difference uh, in, in that game. And I think if you look at the one-point convert, it, I don't remember the game, but it yeah. probably came down to like a decision from Steve yes. to go for one. Yes. I know you like to go for two, but sometimes going for one is a smarter play. It's a smart play. Yeah. And you see it right there with the, the experience of – but the whole team is experienced. You got Will Power, you got Marvin, you got – Ariel Labrati, uh, Craig Browning, who they, they had this season, who's playing really well with Steve. Yeah. Uh, I feel like they match well. Um, Craig is a receiver that you, you don't hear uh, his name a lot, yeah. but he's a baller. Oh, man, he's and great. When he plays, he's focused. He yeah. goes out there, and it's it's business. You yes, know? yes, yes, and yes, yes. I, lo I love that guy. He's, he's really nice, and yeah. he's a good player, and, and I'm happy that he has this great season with Steve. Yeah, I, I totally agree there. And we uh, Yeah, yeah, uh, no, and and it's re really it's that, and you know me on the field too. When I'm on the field, yeah. it's it's all business, yeah. and he's the same way. So I definitely love him, love all that, and uh, like we we know the name Craig Browning because of our of our yeah. time playing in the bit of the lower middle divisions. Uh, so I've seen and have been su always super impressed with this guy. His 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 vertical, yeah. the way he can outstretch and grab a ball that you think I'm like ah, I threw this out of bounds, and he just comes yeah. down with he's it. You're like the catch. Okay, all right. Well, he made it a ridiculous play so yeah awesome uh yeah he's he's a name like an x factor i yep, think yep. uh in in uh for blessed uh, which is surprising because yes. usually it's going to be marvin, marvin steinberg yeah. william power yeah uh, or even james langshaw but you have uh um craig stepping up in the big moments and i think that's uh, a credit to all the other guys that they look at all the other guys like oh i gotta focus marvin i gotta focus will and yeah. it leaves like maybe the third or fourth best defender on craig It's going to be yeah. tough. <laughs> and then the last question here for, for this game is we know and we've seen it even from the uh, on Instagram where Chris got it on a, on a drone cam. Yeah. Isaiah Lard, uh, you know, with this classic pick uh, pick off of a deflection from a, from a quarterback. Is he neutralized, though, with a Jeans D. Alexis at quarterback? You know, he's... He's, he's great against pocket quarterbacks who just sit in the pocket and try to throw in the middle. You don't do that against Isaiah Lard. But Jeans Lee runs around. He, he buys time for his receivers to get open. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, like the, the rap creates some confusion yeah. with, with Jared Taylor. So how much of an impact could or should uh, Isaiah Lard have? Or, or how much, you know, how much of an impact can he have? And is he critical for uh, for blessed winning this game defensively? It's a really good question, uh, and I wonder, like, are they going to go with Isaiah at rusher? Right. Because I think there can be a conversation there. I know he's one of the best rushers. Yeah. Like you said, he's a good, he's a really amazing rusher against pocket quarterback like yeah. Joe Meyer, yeah. uh, Jeff Rosenblatt, uh, yeah. uh, Kevin Wyatt. Yeah. Probably really tough to pick him as a rusher. Yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> he plays good. But there, would you want to take him and? use him in coverage and maybe use someone else, maybe someone that could, like a James Langshaw, I think that could... Right. Make, I don't know. Uh, contain, contain yeah, exactly, Jeans Lee and not let him get the edge and, and gain. Because when, when Jeans Lee gets room in space, no, uh, it's, he's, it's he's, scary. It, it, it is scary because he can take yeah. it to the house. So that's, yeah, that's an interesting uh, point. To me, like Jeans Lee, every time I, I rushed him, 
like I go for him and he, he waits like yeah he waits for the for rusher you like to make what the is the rusher gonna do then he does the move and then he finds someone yeah and with the guys he has on four five ballers they can make plays uh it's it's an all star yeah. team on yeah. there yeah so. oh yeah exactly <laughs> yes yeah it's it's literally backyard football with yeah. with AJ Gomes Jared. Khalil Kerr yeah, yeah Jordan Alexi yeah, yeah. Jared Taylor so yeah the when when he's just throwing it up and to his guys normally these guys are gonna come down yeah. with it yeah. Um, is there any other game here as, uh, that we wrap up, um, calling the audible here? Um, is it maybe terror squad never overtime can never overtime get another, uh, another victory? Uh, maybe, uh, you want to talk about your team run it once mangoes or have we talked enough about your teams? Maybe Maroons 2.0, uh, you, you played against yep. Chad Byers. What can he yeah. do in his first playoff game in a, in a few years? Uh, where did, where did you want to take this last game? Maybe like quickly, quickly on my game. Yeah, let's go uh, quick, quick, quick. Because I also want to give a shout out to Mangoose because last time we played them, yeah. they completely destroyed us. Oh yes, yep. And yep. Like when the 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 schedule comes out, <laughs> I look. Oh shit, we're playing Mangoose. <laughs> no, but at the same time, it's a great opportunity for uh, the running one squad to go out there and prove that that was a fluke. Because right. losing by that much in a tier one game, it's it's a bit embarrassing. Uh, yeah. If I say so, but uh, yeah, to move on from that game, I really like the Maroons 2.0 against KGP. It's two teams that, to me, are a bit similar. Yeah, I know what you mean. In a, in a way that you don't like, you don't think oh uh, about a crazy player on their team like yeah. uh, AJ Gomes or uh, James Drysdale, but they got crazy system. Maroons, mm -hmm. they Chad Byers, he he's confident with his throws. He yes. know he knows where they're precise. The he's really precise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they got some. Crazy, crazy players that I've never heard of. I know I didn't, didn't play uh, as long as these right, guys, maybe. Right. But and you got KGP on the other side with Phil Cutler, who's a smart, smart, smart quarterback. Mm -hmm. uh, he's gonna a bit like Steve. He's gonna grind the game. Yeah. And it's gonna be fun to see how Maroons uh, react to that on defense with uh, Matt Bond at the uh, the leading the charge on defense. What is gonna be his plan to stop Phil? So I think this game could come down to converts. Who are you more confident in uh, with a last play of the game? Touchdown has been scored to tie it. No, there touchdown uh, makes you down by one. Down by one. So you have to, uh, you don't yeah. have to, but you go for the win. You go for the win. No. Although, okay, let's talk. <laughs> you know what? Let's talk about the scenario. You just scored a touchdown. You're down by one. Do you go for one and take it to overtime? Or do you go for two and go for the win immediately? I've made this mistake before uh, a couple of years ago in a, in a 5B playoff game yeah. uh, against, uh, I, I don't remember the team, but with Air Force One. And we were down by one. We went for one and we missed it. So might as well go for two. And if you miss it, you miss it. And if you, if you get it, because you got the ball, you finish. It's like in college football. You finish the game. You go for two. Eagle, do you have any statistical uh, inquiry, like uh, or statistical I'm a, things? Amazon, the BuzzFeed back, stats, back it up or something. So the scenario I I I brought here is you you get a touchdown at the end of the game, you're down by one. Should you go for one or for two? Go for one, get the gets the gets you the tie, brings you to a three round shootout in overtime, or do you go for two for the one? I don't think there's enough data to actually figure that that exact situation. Yeah. Okay, fine, but what would you do? What's your logical? What's your thought? Logical thought? Thought depends process on how the game's it. been going. Yeah, that's 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 fair. If it's been offensive and you have been converting for two and and yeah, and you feel confident that you're gonna win the game for two, yeah, yeah you go for two. But 
I think the the I think odds wise, you're better off going for one force overtime. Force overtime, and then you have at least two ch- yeah yeah two chances at at getting more points in your converts on t- at least two chances out of three. But um, to answer your question yes, and to yes, wrap it up, yes yes, I'd yeah. go with KGP and Phil, Phil Cutler uh, just rolling to his yeah. like to his right and yeah. finding someone on yeah. the corner at the end yeah, the, like yeah, yeah. the back in the end zone yeah they do it very well you've and seen it too many times i've seen right? it too many yeah, times yeah, and yeah. phil cutler it's 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 a he has a good season this year i feel like their team they're they're pu- uh, they're pushing for a run for sure it is now time for a publicity advertisement from buzzfit hey fps players Looking to take your fitness to the next level? BuzzFit Gyms has a special offer just for you. Join us today with no initiation costs. Get ready to score big in the gym and on the field. Visit us at BuzzFit Gyms and seize this exclusive deal now. It is also time for Games of the Week. My favorite song of all time. This yeah. was just like a random thing that we came up with a yeah, long time ago. Yeah, I love good. this song. Yeah, this one's great. <laughs> It was, we need a, a track that's like eight minutes long. And I was like, that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. So find something as long as it gets and play it twice. <laughs> yeah. And we did. All right. We're going to start in co-ed tier one. Really only one game to predict right now, which yeah. is Plenty of Fish Vultures. I'll go um, I'll go Plenty of Fish. They're riding high. Vultures by 50. Now, this game's only in a couple weeks. So yeah. December 3rd. Yeah. 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 We're going to do co-ed tier two. So we have a divisional playoffs coming up. Sub-Zero and what you doing, Step Bros? I'll go Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero also. Who's going to carry the boats? Free agents. I'll go free agents. I like what they uh, did last game. Who's going to carry the boats? <laughs> and we're going to pre-predict the uh, next games. Why and why Predators? I'll go why and why. I'll go Predators. And kiss my Christmas balls. At least we tried. This one I can't pick. I'll go kiss my Christmas balls. All right, women's division. We have Brut and Wolfpack. We'll go Brut. Brut. Vortex and Red Nation. Uh, Vortex. Vortex. And XNX, Red Bulls. I'll go Red Bulls. I'll go XNX. Okie dokies. Then tier four, we have Ramfins and Wind Diesel. I'll go Ramfins on that one, but it's close. Ramfins. Pasta Arbiat, Dewey Molasses. Uh, no Joe Morghese for this one. And with pasta, there'll be six. So give me Dewey Molas. I'll take Dewey Molas too with that information. Only flags and cookie monsters. Uh, I'll go cookie monsters. Cookie monsters. Super troopers, save the turtles. Uh, mm, interesting. I'll go save the turtles, but it's clo- it is close. Uh, super troopers. Mutation and who day? Uh, I'll go mutation. Who day? And Ben, don't break. Skull. I'll go Skull. You have to clap. <laughs> skull. There you go. Yeah, uh, Toon Squad, Chat Rats. Uh, Toon Squad, but the dome might be challenging for Gardner Ross. I'll go with Chat Rats. And Megaron, Meat Lovers. Uh, Megaron. Megaron. Okay, tier three. Uh, do we want to talk about the blow dry baby that on magic game? Because Griff Nation, we know what's gonna happen. Sure. So let's just do it. Yep. Sure. Uh, I'll go blue dry. Confident, uh, Fredino. Me too. Blue All dry. right, and then divisional round. The legal use of hands. Joe's panini. I'll go Joe's panini. Oh, upset alert. Yeah, upset. Uh, illegal use of hands. And Idaho Utah pimps killer rays. We both cannot pick it, so ego pick. 
Nah, we'll do it next week. Uh, <laughs> after the result. And then the other games we're going to skip because we don't have all the matchups yet, and we can wait a week. So we will. Oh, yeah, we can wait. Yeah. Uh, tier 2, Diamond Bougie Ambush. I'll go Diamond Bougie. Can't pick it. Easy W, the Stoics. Uh, Easy W. That's a good game. Yeah, it's good, though. I'll go with Stoics. Go, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Playoff special here. Playoff Chris. Yeah. The Infantry, Fins Up. Uh, I'll go Fins Up. I'll go Infantry. Kiss My In-Laws, Dirty Birds. Uh, Kiss My In-Laws. Yeah, I can't pick that one, and I, got, I just got some devastating news. <laughs> Beer Belly Brigade, Junkyard Dogs. Uh, Beer Belly. BBB. Game Changers, Voodoo. Uh, Game Changers. Game Changers. Les Potabesset, The Boys Are Back. Uh, Beset. Beset also. And Arush, that's what she said. Uh, that, yeah, that one's good. Uh, I'll go, that's what she said. That's what she said, Mike P. Yeah. And our last four games, I'm going to start playing our outro yeah. track because I don't want to do the yeah. whole thing all over again. Blessed 450 Ballers. <sighs> I'll go Blessed again. Blessed. So hard to pick. Yeah, that's hard. Blessed too, but really cool game. Run it once, Mangoose. I'll go run it once in this one. Wow. Yeah. Uh, hopefully not mangoes by a blowout. <laughs> Terror Squad, never overtime. Uh, Terror Squad. Never overtime. Ooh. <laughs> and lastly, Maroons 2.0 KGP. I like what I've seen from uh, Chad Byers. Give me Maroons 2.0. KGP with the upset. And there we go. That's the show for this week. Manu, thank you for joining. Very well uh, well done. Uh, thank you for coming on. Eagle, thank you for uh, man. Your, your work as always. Uh, and I don't do what Mo does because I am not Mo. Good so. night, Ken Dorsey. Thank you, guys. And uh, really happy to be part of the show. <laughs>